and welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. I'm Megan Johnson. I'm Danae Austin. And I'm Sarah Flannery. Today we have the absolute pleasure of bringing back um, an OG of Level Up, Janelle Linnae, owner of Next Level Confident. Um, She gave 10 amazing tips on ways to build confidence during COVID, and these sure can carry over into your regular life when things go back to normal. So listen up, enjoy, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Guys, I cannot be more excited to have a returning former level upper who is now in her prime time uh, living space in San Diego, California. But we have the wonderful, magnificent, beautiful Janelle Linnae, who is owner of Next Level Confident on. And um, as most of you know, the past few months, we've really been focusing on confidence. There was a really overarching lack of it since COVID. It showed its um, head even more than normal um, with people being forced to shut down. And we really wanted to shine some light on it as a group and couldn't think of a better person to shine some light on us for it. Because this is what Janelle lives, eats, eats, breathes, and sleeps. And we just love her for it. So welcome, my lovely lady. Thank you so much for having me again. We had a blast last time in person, and now we are doing it via Zoom, baby. You had a blast. I was crying. I was like, that's what I remember for our last episode. Okay, that's that true. One of us had an emotional breakdown, but otherwise it was great. I mean, crying is always a form of the best conversation ever. And to me, that's fun. Yeah, it was an emotional breakthrough. We'll say that. So it was still positive, just like in a real emotional way. So yeah, yeah. we're glad you're back. That's true. <laughs> And you made Danae cry, and we still said, oh, my God, we can't wait to have you back. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look, it doesn't take that much to, Dana- to make Danae cry, so let's just be clear about that, especially right now. And that's a beautiful thing. I think, you know, one thing I said when I was getting married and going through, like, all the different, you know, bridal showers and stuff, as I said, no one here is allowed to apologize for tears because I get so frustrated when I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It's like, we don't apologize for being happy. So why would we apologize for feeling other emotions? Never apologize for your emotion. Well, and I feel like it's a, a good release at the end, even when you are crying, even if it's for a short period of time or a longer period of time, there's always this kind of cathartic release after I cry. So I think it's, it's I agree, super healthy. All right, we got that out of the way. We all are <laughs> crying. Crying, cathartic release. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's good. It's good. <laughs> so Janelle and um, all of us were talking beforehand um, and Janelle came up with some really good tactics because we all know how we're really big on giving you guys true tactics on how to handle some things during times of COVID, even not during times of COVID. I think all of these are really, really exceptional to do all the time. Um, but with a main focus of how we kind of are in our lifestyles today, um, the first one that, um, and I'll let, going to let Janelle kind of run through and elaborate a little bit more. One of the first things on her list of gaining confidence during this time was learning how to do practical ways to build confidence um, and time specific routines, or sorry, morning routines that really help to get your day started properly. Yeah. I love this because why this is so important is anybody who knows me knows that consistency matters. Like consistency matters. 
And um, one of the things we're going to talk about is this confidence muscle that is so, so, so it, like something Janelle talks about and she's brilliant at it and we, everybody needs it. Um, but it's so true. Like you're not going to be good at everything at first and especially something so heartfelt as your confidence, you know? Um, so I love this idea and I love the work that you do around helping specifically women and women in STEM um, grow this muscle, right? And uh, it all starts with this routine of consistent effort over time. You know, all we have to do is look over at Danae and say, like, she understands the compound effect of the world, right? The compound effect of your money and how important that is. And this is really what you're talking about. And that's what struck me when we were prepping for this episode was the compound effect of working on your confidence muscle. And so I just, I'm so grateful that we're going to be talking about that today. And, um, and it's all operational, right? Yeah, it's for sure a journey. I think it's easy to think, oh, I either have confidence or I don't. So for people who feel like they're lacking confidence, they might be really dialed in right now. And then some people might be starting to zone out like, oh, confidence. I already got that one covered, you know, and I think it is a journey for, for everyone and confidence looks different for everyone too, because confidence doesn't necessarily mean charisma. It doesn't necessarily mean just having a big personality. Confidence is something very deep inside of yourself that says, I believe that my life matters and I'm going to act as if my life matters. That's what true confidence is. Mm. Goosebumps and we're like one minute in. Like this is how these episodes go, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> the intensity. Neogram A over here. <laughs> yeah, so good. So good, man. Okay, so yeah, I'll talk a little bit about morning routine first and foremost. Um, like the gals were saying, I create a list of 10 ways to build confidence during COVID. And one is having a morning routine. And I know this is something that if you're listening right now and you've listened to this show for a long time and you, you know, are in the personal development world, you've probably heard about morning routine. But I want to ask you, how often are you actually doing your morning routine these days? I know there's a lot of excuses because, you know, kids are home more than ever. And it's really easy just to open up your computer basically from your bed and just start working right away. And so there's a lot of different uh, things that are just pulling us away from me time in the morning. Um, but these are the things that I believe are the most important. So number one, turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to bed at night or mm. do not disturb. So that way, when you wake up in the morning, you can still use your alarm. I like to use the bedtime app because I like how it starts all quiet. It's like, it's really nice. Anyway. Um, but I don't want to open my phone and see like a bunch of notifications, or I don't want to be able to check any part of my phone. So my number one tip is stay off your phone for the first 30 minutes of every single day and take those 30 minutes to do something for yourself. Once again, I know if you have kids, this can be really tough and you're probably going to have to ask for help from your spouse or potentially from a family member, or maybe even it's you know, doing something that's like not as great, like putting your child in front of a screen for 20 minutes so that you can have your meditation and your journaling time. But honestly, as long as what they're watching is educational for them and helping them grow, I think it's going to be educational for you and helping you grow by taking those 20 minutes for yourself so you can be the best mom and worker you can possibly be. Um, the next thing I encourage is that's making great. the bed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the next thing I really encourage is 
making the bed. If you don't make your bed, um, it's just, it's how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're the kind of person who doesn't make your bed right now, that it's time to change that because you're the kind of person who makes your bed. You're the kind of person who shows up on time. You're the kind of person who you, however you feel in that blank is true of who you are. So you're the kind of person who makes your bed because you're organized and you're on top of things and you're a badass. Okay. So make your freaking bed. Um, That was a a really important book by Admiral McRaven. Yes. Mm -hmm. Such a great speech. I think, I don't remember, he gave it as a commencement speech. I think so good. And also the veteran in me is like, please, yes. However, I will admit to the entire populace of the world that is listening to this. I'm not good at it. I'm not so good at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so good at consistency and other things. Maybe partially it's because, uh, my husband's still in bed when I get out of bed. And oh, I was just going to say that. I was like, is that a prerequisite? Is that like, can you make it while your partner is still <laughs> there? Like, is that okay? Just throw the covers over their head and don't worry about it for, for a while. Uh, for those of us who get up first, 98% of the time. Um, but honestly, like, I feel like this is one that I tend to not avoid, but I just don't think about because out of all of like, have you, have you heard the analogy about like how, when you're a mom or a business owner or whatever it is that you're like juggling all of these balls all the time and some of them are glass and some of them are are rubber and so you have to know which ones you can drop at any given time Mm. i have to admit that making my bed is a ball i can drop at any given time and nothing in my life changes so if it comes to you know i have 30 seconds to get out of the door it's probably not going to make the list but i i 100 agree it's something that can set you up for for the rest of the day here um and I appreciate that. So Megan, we just got to, whatever, use the hose or something and get those guys out of bed, I guess. I, well, I will tell you guys. The premise still exists. The premise still exists. Everything doing is worth doing well. And that's really the point of make your bed in the morning. So for those of you guys listening, Janelle's not saying, she's not walking around being like, uh, make your bed Nazi. She's saying, like, let's make sure that if it's worth doing, do it. Yeah. And if you have significant others that are in, in bed, I think that's, I mean, that is tough. And I guess that might be a conversation to have with the significant other because my husband's actually the earlier riser than I am. And so I actually get stuck making the bed most of the days. Um, and there are, it's so much faster when he helps. So I'm always like kind of bummed. Like sometimes I think about not doing it. Right. Because I'm like, well, you know, I have to keep walking from like one side of the bed to the other side of the bed. And, and, Mm -hmm. but it's at the end of the day, I do feel so much better, especially because when you work from home and you're home all day, you see your bed lots of times. So mm-hmm. it makes you feel like really accomplished right. to have that done at the beginning of the day. Right. Yeah. Plus, like, like there's nothing like coming home to a beautiful space, like yeah. uh, cleaning lady days, my favorite days. Like you come home, everything's perfect. I'm sorry, I ran you over, Sarah. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I'm an avid bed maker every day. I have to do it. I'm avid. And actually my husband and I have an agreement that if, cause I'm usually the first one out of bed. If he is the last one out of bed, he has to make the bed before he can come upstairs and have coffee. It is an, it is a requirement because I, I don't want to kick his ass right back down there. Kick your ass back downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, for me, there's just something I, it's just part of my routine in the morning. And there's something about when my day is done that I'm going downstairs and everything's just put together. I just have to nicely pull back the comforter to get into bed. Like it just kind of like, it rounds out my day 
very nicely. And I just feel good no matter how much chaos is going on in my head or how much stress or anxiety I had on that day or how much I just crushed that day. Either way, I still get that same kind of overarching satisfaction about being like, hmm, it feels so nice in here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Love it. I'm with you. I'm with all of you. I mean, we've all, we've all done both, right? We've all had seasons of life where we didn't make our bed. I put this on LinkedIn recently as a poll and I asked people who makes their bed and who doesn't. And it was, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like 50, 50, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who don't do it, but there is something I think very therapeutic about, it's like almost like a ritual. I think it's like the doing and the undoing and the doing and the undoing. And it's, it's like a cycle of life or something. I don't know. There's something very deep about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Next thing on the morning routine is chugging 17 ounces of water. When you mm -hmm. chug 17 ounces of water first thing in the morning, it boosts your metabolism by 33%. So it gets you going. And a lot of people just have coffee like right, right as their first uh, drink of the day. And so I would just challenge you, whoever's listening or any of you guys to make sure that you're chugging that 17 ounces of water, or at least getting down 17 ounces of water before you gift yourself that coffee. I always think of it as like the coffee is the reward after I drink my water. And if I don't drink my water, I shouldn't dehydrate my body before I hydrate my body. That doesn't really make sense. So that's, that's the next thing that I do. Chug my water. Any commentary on that? I totally believe in this. And I didn't do this before I started taking pills in the morning. So like Everybody knows I take thyroid medicine in the morning, every morning, like a routine. And um, I, I would sip water if I woke up in the eat in at night. Like I always had a glass of water by my bed, but I didn't like focus on drinking water. And as soon as like I had to take a sip of water to take my pills first thing in the morning, I realized like, oh my goodness, my body is way more thirsty than I thought. Yes, you know. And so you've been fasting all night long. And so I now, my rule is like, I just finished, finished my glass of water. So I'm not probably not making the full 17. I'm probably just drinking a pint, but, um, the first thing in the morning, yep. Finish that water. And then it's time to go wherever else I'm going to go. That's cool. And yeah, you don't have to get like legalistic with it or anything like that. So I think the pint 12 ounces is doing just fine. And, um, and I, for a lot of people, when I share this at my workshops, um, people will tell me that they'll just put the cup right by their coffee maker. So that way, like while they're making the coffee oh. or while it's brewing, they can drink the coffee right then. So you can think of ways to get smart with it. Um, you know, it's, this is like, if you get nothing else from this podcast, that's like the easiest freaking thing you could possibly do and take with you is hydrate yourself in the morning before you dehydrate yourself. And your brain starts working so much sooner. Like you're a zombie less longer. Like, ugh, it's silly, stupid how easy that is and how much of a difference it makes. Totally. Yeah. Agree. It totally affects your energy levels the entire rest of the day. And what, oh, and here's something I've heard all of my clients say with all my one-on-one -on -one coaching, because this becomes a habit for every single client of mine, um, along with making their bed, because of course I make, I make everyone do it. No, I sound like a bed making Nazi again, but it is a practice that I have all of my clients begin. And they say that it helps them drink more water throughout the day too. So it's not even just that one time. There's something about it that once you chug that water, then later on in the day, you'll drink more water and more water and more water. So it sets the standard for the day. So good. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say about morning routine is 
journaling and or meditation, depending on what your thing is. I do both actually. When I journal, I write out three things I'm grateful for. So three things that are very specific. It's better than, you know, than just saying like, oh, I love my spouse, which is awesome if that is what is true for you, but maybe thinking something more specific, like, oh, the, if you're going with the spouse thing, the morning snuggle we had this morning was extra special. I'm grateful for that. Or something like where you're looking for um, a specific gratitude for the day or from even the previous day, which helps you look for more specific things to be grateful for. So write out three of those, then write out three things that you're happy and blessed for. Your three happy and blessed are not currently true, but you're speaking them into existence. So for example, I write, I'm happy and blessed that I'm speaking to thousands of women about building their confidence. Have I spoke to a crowd of thousands yet? No. Am I going to? Yes. And I write it over and over and over and over again, speaking it into existence. And I visualize it too. I close my eyes and I feel the feelings. I will, I can literally get myself to cry. Like I was on an airplane once doing this visualization and I had just tears streaming down my face, just picturing all the women whose lives I got to touch. And like, I looked out into the crowd and I saw the different faces that I actually knew. And it's really powerful when you allow yourself to visualize it. Um, and I believe in this because I used to write every day. I'm happy and blessed that I'm married to the man of my dreams. We run a multi-million dollar business together and he loves Jesus. And at that time I was dating men who were none of those things. They weren't my dream man. They weren't they didn't have the same faith as me. They weren't business-minded. They were like none of those things. But I would write it every single day. And then I ended up meeting the man of my dreams and getting married. And he loves Jesus and the multi-million dollar business is coming, you know, in the near future. So I really do right. believe in the power of manifestation and specificity. So good. Uh, is that the is that all of the morning routine ones? Is that all of your morning routines? Yes, I do. Yeah. And then I would say meditation. I, the last thing I'll say about meditation is I've been doing a 21 day meditation, um, challenge that's by the Chopra, Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Chopra. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the 21 days of abundance is all about money mindset. Danae, shout out. Hey. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, if anyone's looking for a new meditation, I would say, check out the 21 day of abundance challenge. I have done his 21 day. It wasn't a money focused one. Um, but when I practiced a lot of yoga, they, they highly encouraged that. And it was bomb, like really, really bomb. Like it's really, really good. I can't say enough good things about their, whatever they're focusing on. It's you'll get benefit out of, out of it. Even if you don't think that, you know, that is the topic that you want to focus on, you still get good things from it. Totally. Is that the one that he does uh, with Oprah? I, uh, she's not involved in the 21 day abundance challenge, but I do believe that she is involved in, I was doing research on it and, and Oprah is involved in something with mm-hmm. it, but I don't know what exactly. Cause I've done the Chopra, Oprah multi-day, I don't know if it's 30 or 21, whatever, multi-day uh, meditation challenge. And it's really good. It's super good too. So I, re- I recommend that. It's free. Like, why not? Right. It's on YouTube. Like you literally just have to YouTube it. It's awesome. Right. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got our morning under control. We're Whoa. building confidence. Uh, these are also simple things like avoid the phone for the first 30 minutes in the morning and get like centered for your day make your bed so easy uh my notes here are me and Danae are working on it but sarah's got this on lock 
Um, and then uh, drink your water and journal or meditate and center your brain as well. So good. It, like, for me, I love this because you're, you're taking care of your body and your mind and your spirit before you even start the day. So brilliant, Janelle, as always. Great. I love this morning routine. What else you got for us? Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about number two is talking about zoom meetings. Cause a lot of us are, are on zoom meetings all day. So something I see a lot is people who are on zoom meetings that don't have very good lighting or it's like just their forehead or it, it just is like not an attractive look overall. So just a few things that I do to help with my, my zoom look, cause you are your own brand at the end of the day, you are branding yourself. And so you want to show up the best possible version of yourself. So one lighting either face a window, or you can get a, honestly on, on on Amazon, 15 or 20 bucks for a ring light. Yes. I know ring lights are for like YouTube, Insta girls, whatever, but you can get one and you'll feel so much prettier. I'm just saying it. Yeah. You clip them right onto your computer, man. And they work They're super easy. They're so easy. It's like such a little expense that you can add on to make your, your look so much better on, on camera, you know? And I know it doesn't always matter. Maybe you have some team meetings with lots of people and you don't care that much how you look for those. That's fine. But if you have an interview or if you have a presentation and you have something important, get that light. Seriously, it's going to make such a difference on how people view you because you look so much more professional with the right light. Um, the next thing is to have a cute background. So I know a lot of people like to do the fake backgrounds and those are, those are cool too, but I would say if you have the opportunity, maybe just spruce up the back of your, what, what people are seeing behind you. So if you wa- are watching this on video, you would see that I used to have mirrors behind me cause this is like a bedroom, but I turn it into an office and I put that white brick, um, wallpaper from target on the wall behind me. And so that way it's like a white, a nice white background and it looks less distracting. And then I just have the bookshelf on the side. And I think that that helps with my brand as well. Cause if there was a mirror there, you would see all the mess in the room. Cause it'd be reflecting back. You, it looks weird. It looks really weird to have a mirror behind you. Anyway, do something cute with your background, spend a little bit of money on it. It's worth it. People are, people notice what's behind you on these zoom meetings. I will tell you, Janelle, I, before COVID, my, I, my office was like my least favorite room. And then I painted it, took some stuff off, put a couple things up on the wall. And now it's like a joy to walk in there because it's, it's clean. I know if I have a zoom call, I'm not in there right now. Cause I had to have a change of pace, but um, it just, it looks nice every time that it's behind me. Like you do see my door, but the, it's always the same color. You see the couple small little decorative things I have on the wall. Like it makes a difference yeah. to have that all situated behind you. Totally. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. You painted it. What color did you paint it? Um, it's sea salt. So it's like a teal. Ooh, so fun. Yeah. Let your personality I, show. I took this to heart and, uh, you can see this behind me. Um, for those of you who can't see, I've got a, like a piece of art with some diagonal lines and they're all different colors. All that is, is a canvas that I bought at like Michael's and, uh, used legit, uh, whiteboard markers to make straight lines across it. And all it is, is hanging on hooks over my whiteboard. So you don't see the mess that is my whiteboard that I work on in my, my home office and all the notes that I have and everything. And when I have a meeting like this, I just hang it over. So, so that I can, smart. So I can keep all my notes from work, but I just hang this over and it just looks polished and nice. And it was something I created for less than $10. 
Wow. That is genius. I love that. So, so it's easy convert and it's a one moment and then polished and nice for recordings for the next. Yeah. That is really cool. I love it. And then the Monday, my tip Monday. Now we have, yeah, I don't have a whiteboard yet. So now I need to get the whiteboard and the cover up for the whiteboard. Win, win, win. But you could do that for your mirror. Oh, well, it's like a, it's, um, it's a door. It's like a, they're like sliding mirror doors. So that's why I had to do the wall. That's why I had to do the wallpaper, but thank you. Thank you. Um, the last, let's see, I think I got two more things for this piece. Um, prop your, your, um, your MacBook or your PC up on textbooks. So that way you're not looking down at your camera because that's, might be another reason why you might not like that angle on you is because it kind of makes some people look like they have double chins or it's just like a weird angle on your chin. So if you prop it up so that that way the camera is more in line with your eyesight, first of all, it helps with your, um, having better, uh, posture. There's the word, (laughs) uh, better posture, sitting up straight, all that good stuff that you definitely want to have anyway, but having a few textbooks underneath help you also have a better angle when you're looking into the zoom camera. So just a few things, think about how you're showing up on camera. It really makes a difference for your confidence. One last thing I want to say, cause I think we didn't say this when you're talking, look into the camera. Yes. Did we say that already? I'm sorry. Am I repeating myself? No, you're not. Okay. You're not. I really like that tip and it's so simple. It's so yes. Simple. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the tip that I, cause I think I had put it on a different one and now I'm realizing oh. these are kind of similar. So my bad Sorry. on, right. no, 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 you're good. <laughs> Basically the tip is like looking directly into the camera. So like the little green dot that is, uh, where your camera is instead of just looking down at the person, especially if you're delivering important information. If you're once again, if you're just having a call with your pal coworkers, it doesn't matter. But if you're having an important interview or an important presentation, look into that camera and you look like you're giving really good eye contact and people may, it feels like you're looking into people's souls, which is basically the point because that's how you look confident. Cause you're not, you're not afraid to look people dead in the eye. <laughs> yes, exactly. Megan, open those eyes nice and wide. I did crazy eyes. I did crazy eyes to make everybody laugh, but no, but it's true. I've, I noticed it a lot. And I'm on a lot of Zoom calls where people are on their phone and like trying to hide it. Like, like I'm not looking, but they're looking down and you're like, dude, middle school form. I know what you're doing. Stop doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah. I guess I'll say one more. Um, you can actually, if one way, if you don't want to buy the natural or the light, the light ring on Amazon, you can, um, turn the brightness on your computer screen up if you are in a little bit of a darker place and the brightness from your computer screen will reflect into your face. And that can actually be a way to get better lighting on your face as well. If you're needing more of that. So little, no. little tip that I use sometimes, um, yeah. shall I move into number three or do you guys have other things that you want to say? On that, one of the things that is the biggest trouble for people like me oh, is, glasses. This, is this glasses problem. And uh, I learned this from my husband who wore glasses a, for a long time more than me. And I know you guys are listening to this on the podcast. Um, but one of the easiest things for you to do, because it's really annoying and distracting when you have like lights coming across your glasses all the time, is you just take them and you angle them up a little bit and you can avoid Whoa. that light and it doesn't like I'm doing a little bit of a little bit um 
drugs exactly. and addict, but, but yeah but if you angle it up a little bit you can avoid that light and still look into the camera and still look polished and great and um avoid the super glare that you get from the that's really smart that is super yeah. cool yeah so like for people who can't see her the part that usually goes on her ears is like an inch above her ears but it probably doesn't have to be an inch but like a centimeter above the ears so it's angled mm -hmm. downward it really helps and then i also need i need a little bit higher so if i go move my chair down and do down like here we go and now i now you you don't even know no reflection yeah no reflection Done. you can still see my beautiful blue eye they are beautiful look at them <laughs> extra tip extra tip is how to manage the glasses good idea good call, i haven't even thought of that one good call dude <laughs> that's amazing okay next number three is your breathing one thing i've found about myself that really sucks to admit is that when I get really into working, I don't really breathe. I'm basically like, <laughs> and my husband actually videotaped it so that uh, he could prove to me that I was a weird breather. And he told me he was worried I was going to die because my breathing's so crazy sounding when I work. So I've been working on my breathing and um, the gym I started going to here in San Diego is talking a lot about diaphragm breathing and so one thing that a lot of us women do is we suck in our stomachs quite a bit and we learn to over time, like you might not even realize you're doing it, but something I've done for forever without even thinking is I kind of like suck my gut in a little bit, you know, like I, I don't want to let it all hang out. Even if I am like, no one can see it, but I don't really just want to be like, Bleh. so I'm always kind of sucking in a little bit, but what that does is it puts you into fight or flight. And so you end up not fully breathing. So if you're an opera singer, what they tell you to do is fully relax your stomach, like really relax it, let it all hang out. And that way you can actually breathe into the diaphragm and you should watch your belly grow. A lot of times when we take breaths in, our shoulders rise. And that means we're holding too much of our breath in our chest. But if you want to breathe properly, your belly should actually rise and fall as you breathe and taking, take deep inhales and exhales. So I've been being, I've been really intentional about my breathing lately and it's made a really big difference in my neck pain and in my shoulder pain because shallow breathing can cause a lot of headaches, neck pain, jaw pain, like all these, the pain that we think is just from sitting at a desk, but some of it is from not breathing. So there's my breathing technique for you. Deeper breaths, let that belly hang out, really relax the stomach and breathe deep into the belly. Great. Danae, any commentary from you? You've been pretty quiet here. I'm kind of like, pardon me, guys. I'm kind of zoning out. I'm like in and out of migraines today. So like oh. my vision is like, like half blurry. So I promise I'm listening and I'm gathering everything, but I'm not like overflowing with commentary. Um, I will say that that stuff is super helpful. Um, one of the things that um, our collective group therapist, Denisa, has um, given us is a lot of work on you know, deep breathing and mindful heart focused breathing, I think is what she called it. But even yep. just like spending a few minutes a day, deep breathing really makes a difference. So even if it's not something that you can consciously do all the time, even just spending a few minutes, like really makes a difference, especially if you don't really have time to meditate or you don't have time to focus on it, like spend five minutes deep breathing in and out. And it really makes a difference as far as like resetting mood and, um, focus for sure. So that's, what's helped me anyway, when it comes to that arena. Yeah, I, just so you know, I was very like, Anissa tried to get me to do this for months. And I was like, 
I don't notice a difference. I, I I'm losing things in my email. Like I have to keep going. Like I don't have time to take two minutes for breath. And I started doing it and she's like, well, if you don't notice a difference, then why aren't you doing it? Like it's going to be the same either way. So just take the two minutes and breathe. And so I started doing it Touché. and yeah, right. Um, I love it. And it makes a whirlwind difference. And I'm not talking about 20 minutes or 30 minutes, like literally two minutes, walk outside, sit in my car, let the belly hang out, like just let it all loose and just breathe. And for her, she calls it heart focused re- breathing because you center, like you just, whatever emotions you're feeling, you kind of just let them flow. They, you're not asking about why they're there or what you're feeling. You're just doing heavy breaths and you're just focusing almost like on what your heart is actually doing, right? It's pumping, it's bringing oxygen in, it's, you know, it's helping get everything to the body. And for me, that's how I think about it, but almost a little bit more science-based when I like my degree and stuff like that. So it helps even for two minutes. And then I've gone back into like my desk or my email and I just have that much more clarity and that much more like my shoulder earrings are now relaxed for a little while. And like, I'm no longer like hunched over, like what I call the hunchback of Notre Dame. Like I'm actually like chest is open, you know, I feel a little bit better and I'm ready to walk in and attack what, you know, was going on before. It's still there. It didn't go away. So (laughs) still going back at then. Yeah. And like for me, a lot of times I do it because I'm on a lot of podcasts and I do workshops on zoom and everything I do is on zoom. And some of my probably like, I wouldn't say this is stressful, but it is a time where I feel like I need to be on, right. Because I'm on a podcast or if I'm doing a workshop, like people are all watching me. And so whenever there are moments where there's breaks, just like just now, when you guys were talking, I just intentionally breathed and listened to you talk. And so for anyone else listening right now, you could either step away for two minutes, which you should also do, and think about it. Just have it like stick a pin in it in your brain right now. Anytime someone else is talking, that's when you can be more aware. How am I breathing now? Am I breathing? Am I breathing deeply? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's breathe while they talk. I also like talk a lot to women about tough, like having tough conversations and walking into negotiations and setting up a deal and hiring and firing, like all the pieces that go along with a business. And one of the things that I see often is um, like not being in control of their body when they're doing it. Like my body's just shaking or I'm sweating profusely or like all of this stuff that's going on when they're Mm. in these high stress, high anxiety environments. And my answer to that is always like, take a breath, lady. Like I get the same thing. I shake right before we, I go on stage anywhere. I just shake like a leaf. And I'm like, I intentionally now, Janelle, I wonder if you do the same thing. I won't hold anything in my hands because for the first three minutes I'm shaken. I, I mm. could be totally prepared, totally ready. It's just my body's reaction to the adrenaline that runs through me and the excitement that runs through me going on stage. I mean, it's a distraction to the audience if I'm like shaking like crazy. Um, but the greatest thing you can do for yourself in those times before you're walking into a sales meeting, before you walk into a, like a partner's meeting, anything that you need to do, that's going to be at like high stress or or um, create, a, I don't know, that you've built up for yourself maybe is what I'm saying, is take some time to breathe. Just breathe. That's your body needs air. If you don't eat, you die. If you don't breathe, you die. Like, let's just take care of those two things. Simple. Breathe. Yeah. And I think I love what you're saying about uncomfortable conversations because 
I think going into uncomfortable conversations and taking some breaths before you go into them and during them, whether that be with your spouse, whether that be negotiating your salary or whether that be, uh, yeah, hiring and firing, it's Mm -hmm. the breath will make a difference, which sounds so hippie and like so much of me is like, how is this coming out of my mouth? It sounds so weird, but it is true. It's actually true. <laughs> it's like, it's not hippie when you think about it, like your body needs to bring in oxygen and release CO2. Like it's just the function of your body. And when your brain is talking you into not doing that, just like you were talking about before, like I get excited and I'm not breathing, you know, or I get stressed out and I don't breathe. Like you're just, all you're doing is stopping brain, uh, oxygen to go to your brain and you need your brain to think so let's just it's not hippie it is I mean the conversation of it is hippie because maybe we haven't had it but it's just physiology and Sarah could talk to that all day long it's your body needs oxygen yes (laughs) great physiology and that's why it works because it's, it's how your body functions that's why it works so true love it so silly all right. I'll get off my soapbox and breathing. I mean, I brought it up. So I feel like you just ran with it and that was perfect. Thank you. It's real. <laughs> it's, real. it's a real thing. Okay. Let's all take a deep breath in. <sighs> shake the neck a little bit. Okay. Oh, shake it out. Mm. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it up. I mean, why not? Why not do it right now? If you're listening, All the way to the I hope that you're doing it too. Okay. The next one actually goes hand in hand with what we just talked about, which is taking breaks throughout your day. So you're never going to feel like taking breaks when you're in the middle of working because there's so much to do and taking a break always feels like the worst idea possible because you have so much freaking crap to get done, right? It never, it feels so counterintuitive. Um, but what I found and what we know to be true is that you actually get less done when you're coming from a place of stress or when you're coming from a place of anxiety and I don't know if I can get this all done. Can I get this all? <laughs> you're not productive. So just stand up and take a 10 minute break and either sometimes I lay down on the floor, sometimes I lay down on the couch, sometimes I lay on my bed and I set a 10 minute timer. And I just say, I just can't look at a screen for 10 minutes and I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to, I might fall asleep for 10 minutes. I might not. I might, uh, you know, just think about my life for 10 minutes. I don't know what I'll do for those 10 minutes, but I just need 10 minutes to look at no screens. And I actually do the timer thing a lot with not looking at screens. I'll set a 20 minute timer and be like, no screens for 20 minutes. And I make myself some lunch and I sit down and I actually eat my lunch without a screen in front of my face. So I can actually feel the food going into my body. Um, And then going on walks, going on walks without your phone is so good. That's a little harder for the like timer thing, but you know, if you go around a few blocks, it's not going to take you like an hour probably. So go take a walk outside. Vitamin D is so good for your soul and being in the outdoors is so good for you. So just do that. You'll feel a million times better when you come back and sit down in 10 minutes. All of a sudden your millions of emails is like, oh, it's actually only 20 important emails. The other 40, I can just delete. And then actually this only took me 30 minutes to respond to people or whatever, you know? So taking a step away will always be more effective than not taking a step away. And if no one has reminded you of that recently, here's your reminder and do something fun, like dance with your dog in the kitchen, turn on some jazz music and like 
cook a little something, do something that brings you happiness and joy in life for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then sit back, to, sit back down to work. And all of a sudden life is not going to be so complicated anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It seems possible. Yeah. We have, so everybody who listens to the podcast knows Stephanie, who I share an office with. She's amazing. We all love Steph. Uh, today we both had like back to back to back to back days and um, I was back to back to back until I had to leave, but she had this like 20 minute break at be- right before I had to leave. I wrapped up a little bit early and I just, Stephanie does things so right sometimes. And she just got up from her desk, went and sat down on the floor and looked at me and said, let's just chat. I've got 20 minutes. Let's just chat about the day. And um, she just is constantly reminding me to stay present because when I get an opening in my day, like I get, I call it bonus time. Like my meeting wrapped earlier or somebody canceled or whatever, I get bonus time. I'm the type of person that will immediately roll back into, okay, so now what can I crush? Or like, yes. what, what, what emails can I get back? And I'm that type of person um, that I'll figure that out. And my, another one of my clients, Amanda was like, I'll find, I'll find seven emails I can return or whatever. I'm that same way. But Stephanie like constantly reminds me like, no, I, my brain needs a space. <laughs> like, let's just give my brain a moment. And it's so smart. And the other thing I realized on this that you said, like, I'm not going to take my phone on walks is Steph always leaves her phone in the locker at gym and we, and we go to the gym together and I don't, and I know I don't oh. check my phone while we're at the gym. I just carry it from place to place with us as we do our workout. It's so silly. Like, why am I picking this up and setting it down eight times while we're at the gym? Because I have this weird, like leash to my phone. I'm going to commit to you, Janelle. I'm yes. leaving it in the locker. I, there's no reason I need it for the hour and a half we're working out of the gym three times a week. You know, this is also Megan specifically why I did not buy an iWatch because I don't want my phone calls, my text messages, my emails. I'm going to come back and guess what? They're all still going to be here. Um, so I specifically got a tracker that I can control whether text messages come through or not. I don't want phone calls. I don't care that it's not iPhone compatible and blah, 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 blah. It's huge for me because it's even, I've taken my phone on walks before I put it on airplane mode. I stick it in my pants pocket. So I don't, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, in case something were to happen or I'm out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it also gives you a good timing mechanism too. Like I know that I left at seven ten in the morning. I'd like to be back by seven 30. I about know how many blocks that is around my neighborhood, but in case I'm like zoning out or whatever might be happening at the time, I can look at the clock real quick and be like, oh, it's time to go back. And it goes right back in the pocket, not in front of my face, not watching it. And I just regroup and come on back. You know, this might be a bit of a tangent. I know you've got a ton of great advice for everybody, but I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Um, One, I was talking to my sister-in-law, Jess, who I love desperately um, last night and she was, and I ignored her. She called, she texted me and I ignored her on Saturday just because I needed a, like I needed a day off from everybody. And about every two weeks I do this, I just turn off and I don't answer anybody. It's me and Taylor at the house and we do projects and I paint and I just like, I do nothing. And, um, I'm kind of getting the sense that I'm doing it because of course, you know me, I'm in, I'm a super introvert. And so like, I just give and I'm in front of people all the time and that's great. And I'm living my life's mission, but it just feels like I need 
absolutely no input for 24 hours, like every other week. Um, and it, when I was talking to her yesterday, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, that's just what I do. Like, sometimes I just turn off and I was thinking about it and I'm like, I wonder how much of the world finds me extraordinarily odd because I just turn off one day every other week or so um, and don't respond to anybody. Um, and so in your experience, because you deal with this all the time, you're a super great coach, you work with people all the time on stuff like this, not just on confidence, but for me, I need that. I need that time um, to be able to show up confidently because my energy levels are so depleted sometimes. What would you say to somebody like me that's like, man, I, to be able to show up as me, I've got to totally turn off. I think that's great. I do it every week. <laughs> I, like, I know for I know for a fact Janelle yeah. does it every week because yeah. I'm an avid follower of her Instagram and she announces it like I took 48 hours off. I took 24 mm -hmm. hours off. I think it's huge. I and I'm the extrovert, like of all extroverts right now, you guys. Are, like, you are. are that. And I have started to need to do that now. Like phone is off on Sundays until like noon. Like if somebody mm -hmm. needs a pre-approval letter. I know this sounds really crappy, but guess what? At one o'clock, it's not going to make a difference. So I can address it at that point in time. I don't do a full day, but I think it's super important. Yeah. I'm an ENFJ, so I'm extremely extroverted. I'm everything that extroverts are, but I still need time off screens. Like I, I'm such a big believer in it. And so there's something beautiful about the simplicity of life of just no phone and Mm -hmm. cooking a meal and going on a walk leisurely and just losing track of time. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll literally text my parents, for example, and say, Hey, my phone's going to be off for 24 hours. Uh, my husband will usually keep his phone like somewhat nearby. And I'll say, you can text him if there's an emergency or something, but okay. don't like, don't contact me unless there's an emergency. And to everyone else there, I mean, my husband's with me and my parents are, have my, have his number. Like, you just won't be able to reach me. I'm unreachable. Right. And I, yeah, I'm pretty unapologetic about it. Like, I don't think you should feel bad about that for even a moment, Megan. And even I would say do it every, every week, like maybe. make it a ritual. Yeah. Like you, maybe you want to do it every week, not even every other week. I, I am such a big proponent. I have all notifications on my phone turned off except for phone calls. So that's another thing that I'm really big on. No notifications on the phone. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of old school. Like for the fact that I do run a lot of my my business online, I'm pretty pretty huge on boundaries with the phone and boundaries with the computer and not looking at screens very often because I just don't find it to be helpful for the soul. I think it adds a lot of anxiety. Social media yeah. adds a lot of comparison to your life. And um, I just like the simple things of life and being able to relax and find peace with with myself and my life in the simplicty of it all. Yeah, really this true. is a, this is a total tangent, but um, I'm a Which big. I like Rachel Hollis a whole lot, and you know, she, she her, and her soon-to-be ex-husband were very social uh, out there with their relationship, all things out there. And so when they announced that they were getting a divorce, my heart just broke because it was like, man, this is going to be a really like this is my thought. This is going to be a really hard time for both of them. Like they have four kids and they're about to embark on this this is going to be a challenge. And I, I read through some of the comments that people were leaving and social media is a nasty, nasty vehicular device for people to say whatever the fuck they want. And mm. I can't stand it. And so she 
talks about it a lot now. She stepped away from all social for almost two months, like didn't post anything, didn't do anything because she needed to heal her body. And it's, you know, for her during this time, that's how much time she needed. And she's still not as, as um, active in her community right now that could change for her. Cause I think it does ebb and flow, but it just shows how important it is to still shut off from all things social, from all of it, to even just have a day, an hour, a half a day of healing for yourself on whatever it is that you want to do for that time. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. That was my tangent. Sorry. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I know we're, uh, we're coming up on time that we get to spend with you, Janelle, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you again, but I want to hear about this confidence muscle thing. Tell the me confidence muscle thing. Yeah. So to tell you guys a little bit about the free ebook that I have for you guys on my website, it is the number one way to build your confidence muscle. And I'm so passionate about everything that's in this ebook. Like I just want everyone to have it and to journal through it. Cause it's a journaling thing. Cause I love journaling. I love reflection. As you guys can probably tell from this whole conversation, I'm huge into thinking about your life, setting the boundaries, reflecting like who am I? Where am I headed? How can I be the best possible version of myself? And so if you head to my website, nextlevelconfident.com forward slash confidence muscle, you can grab that free resource and, you know, get yourself a candle from Magnolia Farms and put yourself some Enya on and you just have a little date with yourself and that beautiful confidence muscle ebook. And you are going to walk away probably with some tears because like I said, it's one of my favorite things is getting raw and real with yourself and, and uncover some of the things that might be holding you back. So there's that. So great. So great. So again, that's uh, nextlevelconfident.com, which is your website, which is amazing uh, forward slash confidence muscle. And that will take them put in their info and they'll get the ebook right away. Right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Wait, I feel sad. Cause I said that there was going to be 10, the 10 things and we haven't gone to 10. What do we do? That's the 10th thing. You don't, you, you miss my brilliance. That was number oh, 10. That was number 10. That was number 10. Wow. Okay. Very cool. 30 minute, no phone morning. Number one, number two, make oh, your bed. Wow. Number three, 17 ounces of water. Number four, We've moved into Zoom zone. Zoom zone. Ooh, Zoom zone. I love that. Lighting. Five. Background. Six. Prop it up, baby. Four. Look at the dot. I said four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> seven. Okay. Eight was breathe, baby. Nine is take a break, baby. And 10 is get the ebook from Janelle that is building your confidence muscle. So you can spend some time, some me time, some individual time. Working wow. On yes. You just brought that so full circle. I'm pumped. Man, wow. you do great work. We want to bring your work to the rest of the world and to our listeners. You've been around since day uno, since, since pre day uno. Um, and so we just want to make sure that everybody knows what a resource you are and you're wonderful and we love you. Thank you. Well, you guys are wonderful too. And I'm always honored to have this conversation with you. I don't even know how it's been like almost an hour already. I, I was like, yeah, 45 minutes to an hour. And then now I'm like, wait, 
can we have like at least 30 to 45 more minutes? We need more time. We're not done hanging out. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not done to end this call yet. <laughs> You'll just have to come back around three. That's okay, it. Okay, perfect. That's for sure. Well, we'd, I, I'd love to have you back at any time because I just, everything that you say, I just think is exceptional. And I don't know, I just, everything about your vibe is just, it lightens my soul. So. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Right back at you guys. You guys are like the dynamic trio. And when I'm around you, I just feel the energy. I'm sure that's why everyone listening right now is listening because they feel your guys' energy and your authenticity. And you're like, you guys just have good hearts. Seriously. You're good people. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. That's really nice. Well, we uh, can't wait to see what happens with what you have going on and in your new phase of life and where you guys are at now. And um, I, uh, I personally will be reaching out. We've got to connect again. It's been too long since you and I have just had a one-on-one conversation, but um, I can't thank you enough, Janelle, for making time for us and for the Level Up community and for the Level Up podcast. Um, You're just the best, man. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I don't live in Denver anymore as everyone has already heard that's listening, but I just, you guys had the best. I chose your guys' meetup because it was kind of like next level confident, a level up. And I was like, we have really similar names. I bet it'll be cool. And I walked in there and I was just greeted by so many kind, like warm. It was just warm. The energy was just warm. And I met like a thousand people immediately, which is my, you know, I'm, very outgoing. So I'm like, hi, hello, hello. And I made all these great friends and I've made all these great connections. We were just talking before we started recording about all the connections that I've made since then to bring my workshop to different STEM corporations and STEM nonprofits to speak for women and all these different STEM industries. And it's just been a lot of that started with you guys. So I cannot thank you enough. Seriously. Like I know I sound like I'm yelling, but I'm just really excited because you guys are really awesome. (laughs) Oh, you're wonderful. We love you. It's so, gl- it's so glad to hear because we, especially during this time, all of us were like, how do we keep energy going? Cause yeah. we I can't like physically be by somebody and give them my energy of how happy I am that they just walked in the door and they're just going to get served just some really great stuff. Even if they don't participate, they're going to sit there and they're going to freaking have it all. And so we're all just really excited that we're going back to some in-person stuff. Yes. Yes. For real. Well, I can pick up on a lot of that just right here, you know, on the podcast. So be kind to yourself. Know that you're, you're giving more than, you know, even just through a screen or just through a phone too. Yeah. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. Well, you ladies have a wonderful rest of your night and I'll talk to you all soon. All right, sweetie. Bye. Hey guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life too. So until the next episode, thanks.